Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi guys, before this episode gets started, I just want to remind everyone that I have a Patreon where I talk about all things pop culture that have nothing to do with Teen Mom, well for the most part. If you are interested, come on over to patreon.com slash lizexplains. You can find the link in my bio. It's $5 a month and as of now I'm putting out two episodes a week, so that's eight episodes for $5. Um, And I love everything I talk about. If you're interested or you're curious, some recent episodes I've done, I had Princess on to talk about Girls Incarcerated. I talked about Demi Lovato's Simply Complicated, you know, that YouTube documentary she did. I did an episode on TLC Smothered. I talked about Shane Dawson, and I have a ton of episodes upcoming on Queen of Versailles, Jenna Marbles, the documentary Thin, HBO's documentary. Oh, it's so good. And just a ton of other content that's coming. So if you want to hear me talk about things that aren't Teen Mom, come on over to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. Okay, enjoy this episode. Hi guys, welcome back to Feathers in My Hair. Since we are still in this dredge of no new episodes of Teen Mom, I am doing throwback episodes. And today I have Lily on who messaged me and we were talking about Lori's 16 and Pregnant episode. So I asked her, come on. And I am excited to talk about this. Yes, me too. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, Lily. So thank you for recommending this episode. As I've talked about, I don't usually love covering 16 and Pregnant. I just think that it's, I don't know, there's usually just like not that much to talk about because so many of the 16 and Pregnant episodes are very similar. It's like yeah. they have a shitty boyfriend, they come from a shitty family, like they can't afford this baby, but they're ki- like, I don't know. It's just very like, you've Repetitive. seen one, you've seen most of them. Yeah. And Lori's episode is very different. Um, yeah. Very different. It yeah. features an adoption, which of course is always an interesting spin on 16 and pregnant, right? Um, yeah. That's some apart. There are only, I think maybe three or four adoption episodes featured. There are very few adoption episodes. And yeah. There's also a few other things that sets Lori apart. One being that Lori is clearly from an upper middle class family. Um, I read online her dad's an anesthesiologist and her mom is a nurse. They live in a beautiful home. She goes to private school. She has a car that she drives. There's no talk of her having a job. Like this family is in a, de- a different socioeconomic bracket than almost almost all of the families. Of course, there are a few exceptions. Um, like Chelsea. Chelsea. There's another girl. I think her name is Isabella. She's still with her baby's father and they're married and have a couple more kids now, I think. Her parents like were firmly middle to upper middle class and they gave her a lot of help, but it's the exception to the rule for this show. Yeah, I don't really remember a lot of the 16 Pregnant episodes. I'm not a big 16 and Pregnant head, but a few weeks ago I couldn't sleep because I had a really bad headache and I just randomly thought... I want to watch Chelsea's 16 and Pregnant because I don't remember how horrible Adam was to her. Like, I know he called her a fat stretch mark bitch and Aubrey a mistake, and that was horrible, but, like, did he do anything else? And, yeah, he was more horrible than I remembered. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it <laughs> was uh, Lori's, like, clips from Lori's episode, and I was intrigued, and I was like, holy shit, I have to watch this. And I watched that after, and that was when I messaged you, and told you about it yeah it's definitely 
so I have so many mixed feelings about this episode. Um, And I think it's kind of a polarizing episode. I think a lot of people either feel one way or the other, but I, at least like, because I was looking on old Reddit posts um, to see what people were like saying about this episode. And I don't know. So Lori, Lori is adopted. She, uh, like I said, she... Her parents are older. Like, they're definitely older. Yeah, I would say they're in about, they're in a, about their 50s or 60s. At yeah, least. I mean, it's a, you know, it's sometimes hard to tell, but I was thinking, like, late 50s, early 60s. Like, they look older than my parents. Yeah. Who are in their yeah. early 60s. But also, like, Lori's mom has white hair, and so white hair, like, throws me off totally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my parents had me young, so they're still in their 50s. So, yeah, they look older than my parents, too. Yeah, so Lori's from Northern Kentucky, and actually, at the beginning of Lori's episode, I felt like we got a lot of her talking, like, more than we normally do. Yeah. And she's explaining she's from classic small-town America. Um, Yeah. She, her ex-boyfriend is Corey, and she weirdly gives him the description. That he's a man's man who loves sports. (laughs) I was like, okay, like, what? Oh, by the way, I'm just gonna let you know, I'm a psychopath, and I transcribed a lot of things in this episode. Like, right. I have literally 17 pages of notes. Love that. Love that. I always, there's nothing I love more than when a guest comes on, and they've taken more notes than me, because I'm like, great, because I take shitty notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also watched this episode a few times, because I was like, like you said, I was very torn on this. When I first watched it, I was pissed at like mainly her parents. I <laughs> felt like they pushed her into this, but after thinking about it and watch, rewatching it a few times, I don't know, like I'm torn. Like Here's I think all sides. They did push her into it, right? Like I don't think I don't think anybody can even if you want to defend her parents, I don't think you can say that they didn't push her into this. But do I do I think like they pushed her into the right choice? Like probably. Yes, I do believe it was the right choice for baby Aiden. Yes, and honestly, probably for Lori. Like, also, at one point, Lori's dad, we'll get here, but at one point, he says to her, like, life is really hard for you. And just get through day-to-day is a struggle. So I was like, I wonder if Lori has some, like, developmental delays that we don't know about. Yeah, and it's speculated on Reddit about that. And I was also wondering, is it that, or does she have some mental health issues? Yeah. They don't cover that. And I agree with you when you said in the past that you don't like to do 16 or pregnant episodes because it's very surface level, and they don't go in that deep. And that's how I feel here. When her dad said that, I was like, what? Like, what does that mean? Because we don't see, and this is like more than halfway through the episode, he says that. And really, they don't give us any like indication that usually, okay, usually if the girl's a partier, they'll like, they'll tell us. Like, we know if this girl's a good girl or a bad girl, right? Like, as far as the way MTV classifies them. And they don't give us any of that. So when her dad said that, I was like, huh, okay, you're right. Maybe it is like, maybe she, you know, she's 17. Maybe she just had really started experiencing some serious mental health issues. And I just had, I had questions about behind what he meant by that. Yes. And I also noticed they don't really discuss her life before 16 and pregnant and they don't, 
they don't give her hobbies. Usually, like, yeah, we know yeah. And she doesn't even talk about future plans because I remember even in yeah. Caitlin and Tyler's episode, they talked about like, oh, I want to go to college. You're and right. Ashley Salazar's episode, she was saying, I want to go to New York. So real, you're very right on that. I didn't think about this, but this is very much a bottle episode where it's like only about if she's going to give this baby up for adoption. Usually they let us know what sport they like to play. If she was a cheerleader, um, they definitely give that. And you're right. It's always about future plans and they really don't talk about that at all in this episode. Yeah. Even if the girl decides she wants to keep the baby, she talks about what she was planning to do and then how this pregnancy is going to affect her plans and they don't go into it. Yeah. You're very, you're very, very right about that. So the, there's a weird, a weird little moment in the opening scene where she lets us know she goes to an all girls Catholic high school and she prays and she prays and she prays for guidance. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm pregnant. There was a lot of filming at the school, which I was also surprised about. We got quite a few scenes like in school. Yeah. And I read online that the school didn't actually know what it was. (laughs) They just let cameras come in. Yeah, I guess. And then like the principal was asked to resign because there were some people who went on Reddit who went to Lori's high Uh school. So, and this is all speculation. I don't know how true this all is, but yeah, I can see that. Uh, one thing about me is I grew up in West Virginia and I was raised Catholic. I actually went to Catholic school from fifth to eighth grade. Okay. The only reason I didn't go to Catholic school in high school is because the school in town only went up to eighth grade. Uh, so I have a lot of knowledge about Lori's culture. Yeah. So Lori's parents want her to put the baby up for adoption. Now, as I yeah. often talk about in 16 and Pregnant episodes if there is ever an episode where the girl should have had an abortion, it's here. I agree, but also, okay, Catholic guilt is a really real thing. Yes, yes. I, and I'm, I'm not saying, like, they should have foregone all their religious things and, like, I understand. I just mean, like, looking at what she had to choose and what her life was like, it was like, I wish she didn't even have to be in this situation. Exactly. I agree. Like, I mean, I wish she could have been able to get an abortion too, but- Well, her mom alludes to it. I think her mom was going to have her get an abortion or let her get an abortion because her mom is like, it was devastating when you told us this. Um, And she was like, I wanted, we needed to make this go away, which to me sounds like a, a coded way to say we need to get an abortion. Yeah. And then her dad said- you know, I always was pro-life, and this, Mm -hmm. when you told me you were pregnant, this really challenged my beliefs, and then Lori says, well, I couldn't because I was adopted, and if my mom chose abortion, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, I, so when her dad pivoted to that, I was like, oh, I wonder if Lori's mom wanted her to get one, her dad didn't, Lori didn't. Look, I don't think anybody should be forced into getting an abortion, of course, Yeah, but- I, it just like, I don't know, just seeing how this episode played out, it's like, she didn't have to be in this position, but yeah, I thought it was interesting when her dad brought that up, that he was pro-life and it was really testing his faith, because there is this concept of like, the only moral abortion is my abortion, where pro-life people will get abortions and still be pro-life, because they, they can like, rationalize it in their head, 
that like yeah. what I'm doing is okay, but like I'm still judging it for everyone else. Exactly. That's very real. Yeah. Um, also, it, the Catholic, like the Catholic Church, is very against birth control, but then yes. 98% of the Catholic, like Catholics, take birth control. So yeah. So there was, you know, you go to confession, you confess it, like exactly. Like there are ways. I. So her parents are just like, okay. Her parents a hundred percent like want her to get an a have it uh give the baby up for adoption. There are a few yes. things that I found interesting throughout this. And yeah. I will say this is why I ultimately fell on her parents' side. Because at no point in this episode do we hear Lori say, I'm gonna get a job. I'm gonna be able to raise the baby because I'm gonna do this to support myself. Lori very much was just kind of acting like a little kid. And I, okay. Her parents had the means to support a baby, right? They did. Yes. But they were upper middle class and her dad was a doctor and her mom was a nurse. Like, yeah, they lived in a big, beautiful home. Her older brother was already out of the house. They had room for this baby. Yeah. It wasn't like Maddie 16 and pregnant where her mom was like, her mom's yeah. like, we literally don't have room for you, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't a situation like that, but I also understand from a parent's perspective of not, like, not, I think her parents very much knew Lori would not be able to parent that child. I think that's what it comes down to. And I think if her parents were giving an honest one-on-one confessional, I think what they would have said was Lori is un, like incapable of having a job and caring for this child. And so yeah. we know we will be raising this child and we will not be doing that. And I think- Yeah, that and they're older too. Yeah, and- they're older. Like they're not, you know, the mom's not 45 and like still has the energy to be up with the baby every night. Yes. Yes. I agree. And I thought about that too. I just, I don't know the way they went about it. was. It's, it's really hard. I think also it's hard that we came into this when she's like seven months pregnant. Um, I'd be very curious about the early conversations they had. Once again, there's no talk. Lori's just like, well, I want a parent. And then as soon as Corey says that he, Corey, her boy, ex-boyfriend, says that he can't do it. She's like, well, then I'm giving up the baby. I have no other options. And it's like, exactly to me, to me that shows that Lori was never really planning on parenting, in my opinion. Because I think if Lori was really determined in planning on parenting, she, she would have. She would have. And she would have made plans. And she would have said to her parents, like, okay, well, I'm dropping out of school. I'm getting a job so I can pay for this. Or like, this is my plan. Like there, Lori was just like living, like floating around. Like, you know what I mean? She was like untethered. Yeah. She didn't really think seriously about it. She said at the end of the episode, I'm jumping. Like, I wish I would have like thought about this more, what I was going to do before I was four or five months along. Yeah. And I was thinking about that too. Like she wasn't really like, trying to plan for this baby and to keep it. She just said, well, I want to keep it. Yes. And I think Lori, of course, wanted to keep this baby because she's adopted and she wanted a blood relative. I think that's probably a very real thing for many people that are adopted. Yes. And I, I think that Lori was like, well, I just want a baby and then had no 
concept of that beyond it, which I think is why her parents were so flipped out when she was like, well, I'm going to live with Corey and raise it. Like, I don't know. I just think like Lori's parents knew in their heart that Lori would not be raising this baby and was incapable of raising this baby. And they felt like the adoption was like the only way probably to save Lori and save themselves. It just comes across as like so harsh and so heartless. And I, I don't know, I can't imagine having a pregnant teen daughter and being like, well, if you keep the baby, you have to leave the house. Like I, I just cannot imagine that. Um, I saw some people online being like, well, her parents are Catholic. So maybe they were embarrassed about it. It's like, well, they weren't that embarrassed because they went on fucking 16 pregnant. They let her go on TV. I was thinking too, like, (laughs) I don't but think maybe in that, her head, her mom thought, well, this will be like an an adoption story. That's It'll what I young think. Young girls to yes. not get abortions. Yes, I think for sure. I think they filmed 16 Pregnant Season 2 like while Season 1 was airing. So it wasn't yeah. really known or had a reputation. And I bet Lori's mom, as people that have adopted, as people that are in the church, were yeah. like, probably really thought like this would be our opportunity to like prophesize our religion and adoption. Yes. But what I'm saying is like, I don't think it was like the unwed mother part of it. Like, I I really don't think it was that, but I just like, I, I, I don't know. What do you do when you know that your daughter is incapable of raising a baby and that the guy that she's having this baby with is incapable of raising a baby and you don't believe in abortion? It's hard for me to get here because I can't imagine having, raising a child in a home where they don't think abortion is an option. Um, So that, like, that's hard for me to wrap my head around. But if you have these strong convictions and your daughter will not get an abortion, and as I said, nobody should be forced to get an abortion. Like, what the fuck do you do? What do you do? Exactly. And I was thinking, because I'm kind of biased here, but I got my bachelor's in social work and Mm -hmm. I was thinking, gee, I really wish the family would have taken her to therapy or- yes a social worker when they found out she was pregnant and the social worker could have sat down with her yes presented all the options and said okay Lori you want to keep the baby well how are you going to do child care are you going to finish school are you going to get a A neutral third party that wasn't her parents just yelling at her I thought the same exact thing yes Uh, I really wish that her parents would have done that for her I just can't imagine like it just must be so upsetting like you you know you're older you're getting ready to retire you've raised your two children and then like staring down the barrel of knowing that like you are about to take on the responsibility for a child for an infant and I I I don't envy anybody in that position I guess is what I'm trying to say and I think if I'd watched I bet if I watched this episode in 19 I would have been like fuck her parents but I think as an adult watching this, it's a lot easier for me yeah. to understand how complex the situation is. And yeah, how- like I have a specific memory when this episode first aired of one of my good childhood friends who is West, who is from West Virginia and is a young mom. Mm-hmm. And I remember her like livid when this episode aired and she said, you could tell she wanted to keep the baby and her parents like forced her into it. And I watched it and I remember as like, I think I was probably around 21 or 22 at the time thinking the exact same thing, but then like, I never thought about the episode again. But then when I rewatched this as a 33 year old woman, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, 
I, I just, I don't know what you do in that situation. I really don't know what you do. And I a hundred percent agree with you that they should have been in therapy together. Like they should have been doing family therapy. Um, so a therapist could help. Also, I think what would have really helped was a therapist to help Lori understand like why her parents were so terrified and like so upset over the situation. Yes, and they could have helped her process her own abandonment issues around mm-hmm. her own adoption. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Lori desperately needed therapy. I completely agree with you there. And I think they really dropped the ball not doing that. Um, yeah. So, you know, I it's just so sad hearing her parents talk about it. Like, the thing is, she was forced, like I said, I think you would be crazy to watch this episode and be like, oh, well, she wasn't forced into that at all, because she was, but yeah. I, at the same time, like, I don't think Lori actually really wanted to keep the baby. I think Lori didn't want to give the baby up for adoption, but I don't yeah. think Lori actually wanted to keep the baby and parent the baby. I think she couldn't comprehend what actually parenting is. Yes. I think her ideal situation, honestly, would have been like having the baby and her parents adopted the baby and she could be the baby's older sister. Like I, I bet if like, I could like give her truth serum and get her to like admit to what she wanted to happen. I bet it was something like that. Yes. I agree with you there. Because she Um, wanted the baby to be close to her. She wanted a blood relative. She was carrying the baby, so she loved and cared for the baby. But Lori never talked about, like, at least that they showed us in this episode, she never said, I want to be there for him every moment. I want to be the one that raises him. I want to give him the values I believe in. Like, all the things that a parent is looking forward to do, like, we don't hear any of that from Lori. Yeah, I agree with you. And also... I looked up updates for Lori. There isn't a lot because she's not very active on social media, but she did go on to have two more kids Yeah. after this was filmed. Like, I think one was born in 2013 and then yes. one, the second one was born in 2014. Yeah, by two so, different men, I believe. And, yes. And then in a couple years ago, she was arrested twice in one week for like yes, passing for, bad checks. Yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so... I mean, and I saw some people being like, I bet if she was allowed to keep the baby, like this wouldn't have happened. And it's like, I don't know, man. I I think, I think we don't talk enough about (laughs) here. Let me get on my abortion soapbox again, because I don't think we talk enough about, yes, giving the baby up for adoption is absolutely trauma. But I also don't think we talk enough about the trauma of being a teen parent and like what a unique trauma that is. Like keeping the baby is also trauma for many teen mothers that we we see it on this fucking show all the time right like see how horrific it is for some of these moms for some it's great it changes your entire life yeah and some are good chelsea from day one she was raising that baby did she get an exorbitant amount of help from her family yes of course but there was never a time where i was like chelsea doesn't want a parent i don't know why she's doing this she took to motherhood really fast really fast and but other it's just other of them it's i mean the ambers the janelles even Kale, like, struggling so much and how hard, like, all of the trauma that came along with, like, having a baby and having to be poor and also have a baby rely on her. 
And even if Lori decided, sorry to interrupt. No, it's even if Lori decided she wanted to parent without her parents' support, it would have been so much harder for her to do it. I don't think she would have been able to do it. I mean, had Lori ever had a job at this point? Have Lori, you know what I mean? Had Lori had any responsibilities in her life? Like, it didn't seem like it. No. Sorry for the weird cut, but I forgot to stop for an ad break. So we'll be right back after a quick break. her friend is like very excited about her having this baby and she's like they have this conversation she goes to meet with her friend alexa and this is when Lori says like she doesn't have any bio family and and this is the only bio child she has and it's like that's just not a good it's just that cannot be your only reason to have a baby it's like when you know how some people have babies because they like want something to love them like yeah. they want to feel love and it's like, no, that's not a good reason to have a baby because babies don't love you. Babies are yes. just like, they suck from you. And then eventually they'll love you. But like, like you have to have enough love to like do everything for your baby. And that's not the way, but like a lot of, especially I think young women have babies for that reason. Like this idea that like, they'll always have something that loves them. And it's like, well, that's not really a good reason to have a baby. And I kind of will place Lori's Although it's an understandable desire, and I definitely think it's a valid desire, I don't yes. think that can be your sole reason for parenting. Yeah, and I noticed Alexa was very, like, for her keeping this child. It was kind of bizarre, actually. Yeah, she really was. I agree, it was kind of bizarre, but I think it's just like that, I don't know, like, that kid, like, a teen response. I think she knew Lori wanted to keep it, and she wanted to be supportive of her. So she's like, you should keep it. And it's like, I don't know. I just think like, that's like a very teenager thing. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Um, But she also tells Alexa that a part of her misses Corey. And then another part of her thinks it's like, that is really stupid and she should just get over him. So that's another big part of this that we haven't talked about. Her and Corey are not together in this episode at all. No, they they broke up. And another thing I noticed that they did not go into how they met. Okay. We need to talk about this because how fucking old is Corey? Yeah. Like later on, it's like, we'll get into this later, but he says I'm over 21. Yeah. He said, they're waiting for me at the bar. And to me, that didn't sound like work because I've, I've worked in bars and I would never be like, oh, they're waiting for me at the bar. And, um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I would say like at work. So I found that very weird. Like, where did they meet? Cause she goes to an all girls school. So yeah. she had to meet him somewhere that wasn't school. And yeah. how old is he? When he said that he lives on his own with a roommate, I was like, wait, record scratch. Like how old is Corey? Which is another theme that we see yeah. throughout 16 and pregnant that is never yeah. fucking addressed by MTV. The fact that almost all of these teen girls have baby daddies that are three to four to five years older than them. Yes. That are yeah. grown adults. I thought the exact same thing. Like I wondered how they met, like how her, where her parents allowing them to yeah, date. Yeah. Yeah. Did her parents get her on birth control? Like, cause she says she was on birth control and then, well, okay. I think she actually lies in this episode. Me too. Okay. They I, I, I wrote down in my notes. Yes. Okay. They show her at school and she said her school's actually been really supportive of her, which I was really glad to hear. I really do. Believe. I can guarantee people were judging her. I'm sure they were, but 
Yeah. Like my thing is if your religion says every baby is a blessing, then you should act that way. Like I really do strongly feel that way. I had a friend that came from a very religious family and she got pregnant again. It was a mess. And she's like, well, my parents are not supportive. And I was like, well, they should put their money where their mouth is if they think that every baby is a blessing. Um, Um, I read on Reddit that the high school she went to um, would not allow you to walk if you kept the baby. I don't know how true that is, but I heard of Christian schools not letting people who are pregnant like walk at graduation. That's horrendous. That is horrendous and that upsets me. (laughs) Yeah. And like, it's just like, okay, so you don't want them to get abortions, but then when they decide to carry to term, you punish them. Yes. Well, exactly. It's punishment. That's why it's so gross. But she says to her friends, her friends were like, well, were you on birth control? And she goes, well, you know, I took an antibiotic and it made it stop working. And one of her friend goes, I thought you went off birth control. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote that in my notes. (laughs) And she's like, she just nods no. And then like, he runs past that. I thought you were innocent, but I actually like doubt the antibiotic story because I've been on different types of birth control several years including the pill and I looked up there's only one that I was taking and if their effectiveness on birth control and there's only one yeah and it's not prescribed that often that's kind of a tuberculosis I looked I yeah this in preparation for this episode it's one of those things that's kind of a room like a myth that antibiotics make your birth control not work because as yeah it's one specific antibiotic that you don't really get for like what is just like the standard not amoxicillin, whatever the standard antibiotic is. like that. I did not write down the name of it. I fact-checked this, and on Planned Parenthood, it says the name of it and the um, the brand name and the generic name yeah. for it. So yeah. it's it, – and, like, her friend was like, wait, I thought you went off birth control. Like, yeah. that to me – because if you – if you're – if you're a teen girl and your friends know you went on birth control and they know you went off birth control, I feel like you would tell them when you went back on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, my assumption is she probably wasn't on birth control or she wasn't consistently taking her birth control. Uh, yeah. Her parent really what her parents should have been doing was taking Lori to get a depot shot or put the arm implant in. Yes, because teenagers are you know, because not reliable. If if abortion is not an option in your family, but you do yeah. allow birth control, which like, okay, fair, good, like, good. That's good, right? Like, we all agree, like, if you're not going to allow abortion, like, have your kids on very strict birth control. And obviously, she was dating some sort of grown-up, like, someone that was older than her, someone that had yeah. their own apartment. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine your child, your teen in high school dating a guy that has his own apartment? Um, well, I was actually <laughs> dating someone with their own apartment. Okay, it's the culture I grew up in. And you, you know, went over I, there and fucked all the time, probably. Yeah, I had an older <laughs> boyfriend when I was 17 who had his own place with his brother. So, like, I can't imagine it because I did it. But Yeah, and you see, you saw what happened. You know what happened there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you know that your teen daughter... Look, should they have been letting their teen date and a grown up? Like, no, of course. But at the same time, it's like, how do you really stop them? She has a car. Like, there's only so much you can do, right? And so you go and get your whole religious movement of like, oh, I'm against birth control, but I'm also against abortion. And it's proven that birth control reduces abortion. Yeah. So they should have went and got her on a, a harder to fuck up birth control yeah 
So after the scene with her friends in the lunchroom, it's after school and her friend Alexa wants to throw her a baby shower. And this scene, they're sitting at the kitchen table with her mom and two of her friends. Okay, I will say, it's very clear to me that her parents were obviously not that strict and probably pretty welcoming because her two friends felt comfortable to sit there and talk to her mom about this. And like, like, I don't, there was, to me, there was an air of like, her friends talked to her mom before, like they are not like, I don't know. I had certain friends in high school where you could sit at the counter and talk to their parents and like talk about life stuff and certain friends that you did not talk to them. Right. Exactly. I thought the exact same thing. And so I did think like, okay, they're obviously not that strict because like her friends feel comfortable enough to sit in her home and ask her permission to do this. Yes. And her mom says, I wrote this down verbatim what she said. You're 17 years old. You're not married. You are still in school. You're pregnant. And I just don't see anything to celebrate in that. And you know what? Fair enough. It's so hard because, yeah, there is nothing to celebrate. And also, I think, like, her mom also knew, like, she's giving this baby up for adoption. Like, there's no way she's parenting it. And so I think when she, I think, I think Lori's mom was more annoyed at her friends than Lori in this, because I think she was like, she's giving this baby up for adoption. Like, why would you throw her a baby shower? Yeah. Um, and then there's a scene later on, which we'll get to, Yeah. but she says, if you were open to adoption and Lori says, not yet, no. And her mom said, but you're not, it's not completely out of the question. And Lori says, no, neither is parenting. And then she brings up her birth mother doing such a loving act. Which, uh, like, that's manipulative to me, you know? And then she said, we just need to keep our options open and pray (laughs) and hope you are guided in the right direction. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And Lori says, what if, what if the right direction isn't the direction you want? It's completely different, yeah. Which is a good point. And yeah. I think the answer to that is, Lori, get a job and support your own baby. Like, if that, if you feel like you need to keep this baby and you need to parent, and I feel this way for a lot of 16 and pregnant, where these girls get pregnant, don't get abortions, because they're just like, oh, I could never do that. Most of them don't even think about adoption, but they have no clue. They have no resources whatsoever to take care of the baby, and it's just baffling and when her parents were talking to her they wouldn't even entertain the subject of her raising it it was always just adoption they never we did not see any conversations of what it would be like to actually raise it yeah i'm surprised that mtv didn't i'm sure they had these conversations early on right where they were like well if you keep the baby you can't live here we're not going to give you money like we're going to take your car like that type of stuff but I'm surprised MTV didn't have them redo that because I'm curious about what conditions they laid out for her. Yeah, it was very unclear. Because I'm sure they had those conversations, right? Yeah, I think so too. And then her mom starts tearing up and she said, it would be such a mistake for you to bring this baby into this house in this scene. With and her that, friend. okay, so this and then the next scene, I think is when I was like really feeling for her parents. I... Her mom being emotional really gave me, like, I don't know. I just, 
I found her mom, I'm not sure her mom was making the right choice, right? Like I said, I really don't know where I fall on this, like really at all. It's, it really is hard for me to form a full opinion, like a hard opinion on this. Yeah, like I'm very torn on this episode. Which you guys know is very rare for me, you know what I mean? To not be like, it's either this or that, as a very black and white thinker. But I, when her mom is crying, being like, it would be such a mistake. And then when they go, they go and have an ultrasound after this and her mom is crying, looking at the ultrasound, like this made me realize, like, it's not just about Lori, like mom cares about this baby and like loves this baby. And I really do think like when she was crying, it'd be such a mistake for you to bring this baby into this home. I don't think she meant for Lori necessarily and for her necessarily. I think she genuinely felt like this baby will not get a fair shot at life with Lori as his mother. Yes. And before the ultrasound, Alexa is in her bedroom talking to her friends. Yes. And they said they want her to keep the baby. And her friend Lauren said, if you decide to give up the baby for adoption, you would do worse in school. And Lori says, I would seriously have a psychological breakdown if I gave the baby up. Which is like, this is the impossible situation, right? I mean, because maybe she would have a psychological breakdown, but also it's like, well, you're not going to do better in school if you have the baby. Exactly. It's it's very, I agree. It's very short-sighted. Yeah. A lot of what Lori's saying. I think that's kind of the theme of how I feel about Lori in this episode is she's very short-sighted. Yes. But the next scene where she does the 3D ultrasound, Lori looks happy. Happy, happy. Yeah, like she's thinking maybe this ultrasound will have them change their mind and they will let me keep the baby. I I really felt for her mom in this scene because I felt like her mom was genuinely just devastated. Yeah, Lori... Like, when Lori excitedly shows her parents the ultrasound pictures, her mom just starts crying, and she's like, this is going to be so hard. I think she looked at that baby in the 3D ultrasound and was like, that's my grandchild. I want this baby, and I love this baby, but we have to give this baby up. And I, like, I really, I really felt for Lori's mom in this scene. I really could... To me, she was, like, I could feel the devastation, like, I could feel the devastation, and it seemed so genuine to me that that, I think that's when I really softened on her mom, because up until then, I, I don't know, I was just kind of like, okay, but that, those two scenes really softened me to her mom, because I just could really feel like her mom had this, like, energy of, like, we need to do the right thing thing and do I think she went about it correctly like probably not but I think she really was like I need to save this baby yeah you're right I think I was kind of harsher on her mom when I first watched this episode too because of my whole background in Catholicism and she reminded me of people that I knew so I was maybe a little bit harsher on her mom than she needed to be but yeah you're totally completely right yeah I mean I think there's definitely an an aspect of like letting religion negatively affect your child going on here, right? Like, I think it would be crazy for us to deny that and to pretend like this has no effect on anything. But I really do feel like her mom, like when her mom says, we can't bring this baby into this house, like she's not talking about her. She's not talking about Lori. She's talking about the baby. Yeah. It's kind of like in, in Janelle's or very 
well, I guess it's her in her 16 and pregnant, or maybe the first episode of Teen Mom. I think it's in her 16 and pregnant when Barbara's like, we can give him to a nice family. Yeah, yeah. Like, Janelle, Imagine let's give him to a nice family. they decided to choose that when <sighs> Janelle didn't step up as a parent. I mean, would would Janelle's life be better? No, I don't think so. But no, Barbara's, Barbara's, Barbara's life would have been better and Jace's life would have been better. Yes, I agree. And like, will always be two out of three ain't bad, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I really think that's like what Lori's mom was thinking. Like, we're all going to be punished here if we keep this baby. Yeah. Including 100%. the baby. Yes. And I think her mom was the only one really thinking of the baby. Yeah. I, well, her dad was too. But her dad was very mild, like even keeled. I actually, once again, I. I had respect for how her dad handled a lot of this. Um, yeah, her, her mom was more emotional than her dad. Yes, uh, I thought her dad did a good job of kind of keeping the peace and also, like, keeping things rational and, like, on track. Yeah. And then after the ultrasound scene and the voiceover, she says, my mom still really wants me to choose adoption. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Yeah. And then she has Corey come over to her house to look at the sonogram DVD. And Corey says he still wants to keep him. Corey is such an asshole. Yeah, I agree. He's such an asshole. He's like, well, let's keep the baby. And she's like, well, where will I live? And he's like, we'll figure it out. He's like, you can just come live with me and my roommate. Yeah. And she she said, well, my dad's going to ask how. And he said, well, you can come live with me and my roommate, but we'll tell them that we have adoption. Like we're open to adoption. So they'll shut up. Yeah. And this is like, once again, like Corey is seemingly a grown up, and he's like, I don't know. We'll figure it out because he's not actually interested in parenting. No, because if he was interested in parenting, he would try to make it so they can parent yeah before seven months like exactly because she's and, very like, pregnant over this, this but in the very first scene with Corey, he says you know i was open to adoption at first even close he kept yes. flip-flopping a lot they did i oh that's a good point because i want to say that they did every time they said adoption they said open adoption they like yes. never just said adoption they were like open adoption open adoption yes. open adoption yes, right. i found it very like interesting that they were always framing it that way because one (sighs) open adoptions aren't guaranteed like you can't legally guarantee an open adoption because the adoptive parents have rights over that baby and the birth mother then does not have any rights so the adoptive parents at any point can close it now i mean it's every study ever shows that it's in the best interest of the child to not do that but so I don't know I just was like I just found it interesting I think her parents were doing this on purpose because they were kind of trying to like trick Lori into being like well even her mom says later this is the best of both worlds yeah you get to live a life and still have him in your life and I was like but not really yeah (laughs) like not really like no and that's why I think like Lori really like that Lori's ultimate situation would have been her parents adopting the baby and her having no responsibilities but still getting to like cuddle the baby yeah I really Um, wonder what her life and family dynamic is now with her having two children 
Yeah. I'm very, very curious about that. I would, yeah, I would like to have, like, a where is she now on Lori and her family. Yeah. I did watch the where where are they now, like, a few months after this was filmed. Yeah, me too. Like, the the update, the reunion show, but it didn't really have anything interesting. Yeah, her mom was just like, well, Lori always had a choice. And I'm like, well, she really didn't, though. Yeah, well, that, like, that's the hard part. It's like, watching this... I understand why people are like, fuck her parents. They didn't give Lori a choice. But at the same time, it's like, I kind of am a believer that like, if you want to have choices in life, like you need to make the opportunity to have choices. And um, a lot of these, not a lot, but some of these girls on 16 and Pregnant, like they already have jobs. Like they're already planning how they're going to pay for stuff. Like, And Lori was not doing that. Yeah, they, they're they like taking extra classes so they can graduate before the baby gets here so that they can yeah. get this type of job. And I'm not saying that like her parents are in the right for refusing to give her like support raising this baby. But at the same time, it's like... It kind, in a way, it kind of is her choice because she didn't do anything so that she could parent. And if she really wanted to parent, like, it's almost like saying, like, after high school, if you fail, like, all of your classes in high school, and and then being like, well, it's not fair that I don't get a choice in going away to college when you're only you can only go to community college. It's like, well, it's not unfair because you didn't put in the work to like yeah. get yourself there. And that's kind of how I feel about Lori. That's that's a fair assessment, and I was thinking the same thing, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard, but then at the same time, it's like, okay, so why don't you, you guys clearly have the means to support her, so just support her. Yeah. Ugh, yeah so, like, it's like, do, and that goes to the question, do grandparents, like, should they have to support the baby? Like, no, they don't, but. Yeah. So, um. It's been a week since Corey says that she can move in, but then Corey just doesn't, doesn't, oh, well, first. Well, I, they sit down with her parents. Right, after right. And her mom and asks her a good actually question. actually make really good points in this scene. Yeah. Her mom goes, so you're going to live together, but are you together or are you not? Which I thought was a really good point because it's like, okay, so is she going to move in with him and they're just going to like live in the same apartment but not be together? Or are they yeah. going to be together raising this baby? Like Lori's mom is like, but you're broken up. Like, what do you mean you're going to move in there? Yeah, and then Corey admits that they talked about it, but they just now got on good terms, and Lori's like, you can't jump on it, on us about this now, and they're like, well, like, the baby's on a schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Lori and Corey are like, you just gotta give us time, and her parents are like, well, you don't have time. Yeah. (laughs) Also, not to mention the fact that, okay, so Lori and Corey apparently this whole time Corey's lived in his own apartment, and so once again, like, if this was a real option that they wanted to parent, like they could have gotten back together and Lori could have moved in months ago and already set up everything and planned everything and started everything. Um, So once again, when her parents were like, like when her mom asked that, I was like, yeah, what was Corey asking her? Cause Corey's just like, well, you can come stay with me, but he's not like, why don't you live together and we give it another shot? So what she's going to move into that apartment. He's going to be fucking other girls. Exactly. And Lori still has feelings for Corey. Yes. Um, but her mom's like, you you both really need reality. And then in her voiceover, over, she says, but what if the reality is I want to keep this baby? It's like, okay, so <laughs> that's what her mom is saying. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so after that, Corey then just doesn't contact her for a whole yeah. week. Yeah. And then she's in the kitchen talking to her parents about it. And her dad said he really needs to get it together. And her mom interjects and says, Lori needs to get it together too. Yeah. And then she needs to look out all the options and have no regrets. Uh, yeah. I did think it was interesting that her mom kept framing. Um, fr- I think it's interesting in the adoption conversation when you're talking about regret framing the regret as being not giving the baby up for adoption as opposed to giving the baby up for adoption. I feel like we rarely look at adoption that way. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like usually the conversation around it is like, will I regret giving this baby up? And this is something I don't agree with her mom with because her mom just keeps saying like, I don't want you to regret regret it. I don't want you to regret it. I don't want you to regret it. And it's like, well, she's probably not going to regret not giving the baby up, even though her life will be miserable. Um, Like, well, maybe she would like regret it, like in her deepest thoughts. Right. But I just, This is like, once again, why they should have been in therapy, why they should have been in family therapy. So a therapist could like force Lori's mom to like have the conversation of like, what if Lori regrets giving the baby up? Like Lori's mom wasn't giving Lori any space to be like, I'm really scared that I'm going to regret giving the baby up. And I think that's a big problem. And it's like I said, I don't- We'll get to this, but she says like all this time, I thought I had a choice, but I really did it or something like that. Yeah. And I think her mom is trying to like essentially gaslight her into believing like that if she doesn't give this baby up, she'll regret it when they really should have been focusing on like, okay, how are we going to deal with this if you give the baby up and then you regret that decision? Yeah. Um, And then the next scene, I think she has her family friend Liz come over. Which I thought was situation to Lori and chose open adoption. I thought that was really good that her mom had that girl come over. Like she seemed nice and reasonable and wasn't pressuring Lori. Um, Yeah. Liz even said, so Liz goes, you know, it's kind of the best of both worlds because my family is so, the family that adopted my son is so open with me. And Lori goes, oh, that's a song by Hannah Montana. Yeah. And then her mom says the fact that she knows a Hannah Montana should make her uh, ineligible to be a parent which is not it's not wrong <laughs> no no it's not so Lori um, one says, thing I noticed in the scene the mom was surprised that they didn't go through catholic social service yeah yeah and that's actually a big thing and actually when I got my undergrad degree a couple of years ago I did my internship with catholic charities but I did refugee rese- resettlement um and that's one thing, good thing I will say about Catholicism is they really put their where, their money where their mouth is and they yeah. do, do a lot of charity work and they are very like pro-refugees. This is certainly off topic to this, but yeah, like I felt a little connection to that when her mom said that. Yeah, and there definitely are a lot of services for Catholic unwed mothers that want to give their babies up for adoption. Like there definitely are. Yes, and they do have some homophobic policies, though. Oh, yeah. This is not, I think anybody listening to this knows this is not me endorsing the Catholic Church as a whole. <laughs> no. Um, but I'm not like, uh, when I, I understand why her family would go through Catholic social services. And I actually thought these 
eventually they do meet with a lady from there. I'm assuming they don't say where she's from, but I'm assuming it's from there. And I yeah. thought she was very reasonable. Yeah. That social worker was really good. Um, I was kind of hesitant to do my internship with my history with Catholicism, with Catholic charities, but I was just like, no, because they still have to abide by the social work code of ethics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you don't have to be religious. You don't push religion on anyone. And I was actually talking to my field instructor about, um, you know, some of their policies and it didn't really affect like their policies on gay marriage. Like they will not adopt or adopt. Yeah. And she said that she doesn't feel like a, um, ethical, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm sorry. I'm really tired. (laughs) Um, she didn't feel like an ethical dilemma because she, um, she didn't feel an ethical dilemma because it wasn't really an issue in refugee services. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. It's like, oh, I'm not going to work with the adoption services because I don't agree with that, but I can still help people through this organization this way. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, off topic, but let's go back to this. <laughs> so um, Lori, Liz does say that her family is looking to adopt a number two and okay. Yeah, this that also, like, Okay. First of all, Liz really just put the couple on the spot. Was this pre-planned? I, I yeah, I'm not sure, but I do think that Lori. I think as soon as Liz said that, and Lori like all of a sudden was like, "Okay, I'm fine with giving my baby up for adoption." Kind of. Yeah, her like, eyes did light up. That she, I think Lori act. I think Lori knew she wasn't interested in parenting. She just couldn't pull the trigger herself. And I think yeah. when Liz brings this up, like Lori all of a sudden is like, "Okay, cool. Like we're cool with this." And I'm like, "Okay, well that wasn't that hard to get you on board with this." Yeah, and then Lori says, talking to Liz really opened my eyes to open adoption. Yeah, and I think that, like, it, hearing it from any somebody that wasn't her parent, she was like, oh, yeah, this is actually what I want to do. Yeah, but she says that she's still not sold, and neither is Corey. Um, yeah. And her mom called Corey to tell her that um, they are keeping the baby, and her mom tells them this is, will be a disaster. Yes. Um, Corey's set on keeping the baby. And her dad actually says, you know, I'm not as worried about Lori parenting as I am about Corey. Like, and I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. And I think what they were getting at was like, Corey's not reliable, which he clearly not. They say that he's never followed through on anything since they've known him, which makes me wonder what their history is before all this was filmed. Yes. So, and her mom also has a really good point where she was like, if you want to live with him when the baby gets here, like you need to move in with him now and figure yeah. this out if you actually want to be living with him. Because once again, her mom is framing this all as you will regret giving, not giving this baby up for adoption. And her mom is like, well, what if the baby gets here? Then you go and live with him and realize like, you can't live with him. Like you hate living with him. Like what, what would you do then? And it's like, that's not a bad point. Cause we see it on 16 pregnant all the time. Yeah. And that scene kind of confused me because I, what I took away is you have until you have a deadline, you have until the end of the week. And I took it as, okay, so she has the end of the week to move in with him. But then when she goes to talk to Corey at his apartment, she um says like well if 
my parents gave me a week to decide what we're going to do. Yeah, I thought that was interesting as well. And I was like, well, no, to Lori's parents. Like, she she does like she gets to decide up until she decides you know up until the papers are signed she gets to decide like that's not right Lori's mom just Lori's mom is just desperate for Lori to agree so that they can like get it moving like I think yeah. that Lori's mom is like feeling paralyzed by the uncertainty uncertainty and that yeah, I can really panicky throughout this entire episode I can relate to that <laughs> like this panic like I think her mom was like in true panic that Lori was going to keep the baby and just felt like for my own sake like I need you to make this decision but then at the same time it's like okay but you don't get to demand that she makes this decision. Like that's, once again, like that's where her mom was fucking up. Being like, you must make this decision so that I can move on with what I need to move on with. And it's like, well, that's not fair because, and it's not realistic because a lot of people like literally go into birth planning on adoption and then change their minds at the birth. Exactly. Exactly. So to say like Lori's like Lori, you will make a decision by Friday and you will stick to it no matter what. Like that's not realistic. Yeah, I was kind of confused. Like, did her mom really mean that? Because when I listened to their talk, it sounded like to me you have a week to move in with Corey. That's what I thought too the first time. And I thought that wasn't a bad I think I think her parents know how short sighted she is. And they were like, go live with Corey and see what that's actually like. And yeah. I, th- I think that Lori lived a very cushy life her whole life. And her parents yeah. like kind of knew that if she went and moved in with Corey and had no support, like she wouldn't want to keep the baby. Yeah. Um, but when she goes to tell Corey that they have a week to give them their final answer, Corey says, well, I have my final an- answer. I'm keeping the baby. And <laughs> she says, well, we need to get moving. And <laughs> Corey gets angry and says, it's not just up to him. He has a roommate. Lori says, what? Huh? <laughs> Lori says, well, then why did you tell me you were fine with it? Which once again just shows how unreliable Corey is. That he's like, well, you can move in with me without asking his roommate first if that was okay. And he and- said, well, she hasn't been home in a week. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, what am I supposed to do? And Lori, you can tell Lori is like really caught off guard by this. She's like, what the fuck? And I probably would be too if I was Lori in that situation. Yeah. Um, yeah because he told her, like, well, why did you throw out the opportunity for me to come and stay here? And he says, well, you didn't have a place to go. <laughs> God. And then he says, I will talk to my roommate. Oh. So. And then in her, oh, okay. Oh, sorry, and then in her voiceover, she says, living with Corey may not be an option after all. How can I raise this baby if I have no place to go? Which I guess her parents never say it on camera that you can't live here and have the baby but I guess that was the rule on the t- like, yeah like and later on when she like and we'll get to this like I actually wrote down verbatim this conversation but she said like where does that leave me on the streets or something and her mom doesn't really say anything yeah because that's my thing so like if Lori had changed her mind and she kept the baby like they would have let her come home like they had like what you're gonna turn them out yeah where would she have gone? Like, you would have had to let them come home. Yeah, and then in the next scene, she's talking to her friend Alexa again, and she said, Alexa's like, I really want you to keep it, and Lori says, well, I have to look at open adoption. Which then, once again, kind of leads me back to, like, maybe Lori, it was Lori's choice. Like, I don't know. Like, I wonder what conversations Lori and her parents were having off camera. 
Yeah. That's why, like, they they glazed over a lot in this episode, and it's really hard to speculate exactly what was going on. Because maybe for the first four months of this pregnancy, four to five months of this pregnancy, Lori was like, okay, I'm going to give the baby up for adoption. You're right, mom and dad. That is absolutely what I'm going to, what I'm going to do. And then six months pregnant, she's like, actually, I want to keep the baby. And maybe that's why her parents are so like adamant and thrown and also acting like it was her choice because maybe, you know what I mean? Like maybe something like that happened. Maybe like it's a possibility. Um, but then after she meets with her friend, she decides to go meet with the adopted couple like that, or the adoptive couple that adopted Liz's baby. And they were great. They were so nice. They were like, you shouldn't do this unless you want to do it. We don't want the baby if you don't want to give the baby up. Yeah. Um, and actually I read on Reddit that there was a misunderstanding and Jen and Brian never agreed to adopt the baby. Yeah. I, I, I mean... That's believable to me. Maybe they've been talking to Liz and they were like, well, we'd like to adopt another baby. And then Liz was like, well, they're looking to adopt a baby. And so Lori assumed that meant that, and like Liz taking, because once again, like if Lori maybe has some issues or some developmental delays or something like, like maybe she just assumed that was what it meant. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I wish I could know, like, what happened behind the scenes with that. Yes. Um, uh, but, but so the- she, she sees how, like, open adoption works with her friend Liz. Because they even say something, okay, so we're just discussing what open adoption looks like. And her parents, or the adoptive parents were like, you know, we had to trust each other mm-hmm. to open. Yeah. Um. So then she's like, well, after she meets with them, she's like, I really like them, but my friends still really want to throw me a birth or a baby shower, which just goes to show like how immature her friend, like her and her friends are that like, at this point, she's like met with an adoptive couple that she thinks is going to adopt her baby. And her friends are like, well, you still deserve a baby shower. Yeah. Okay. I wrote down this conversation. So Alexa, um, and Lori sit her mom down in the backyard and ask they're like I wanted to tell you to give you an opportunity to plan or be a part of it and her mom says you're keeping this baby aren't you why are we playing these games and Lori says mom I'm really not decided yet and she says well we need to be honest and Lori says I am being honest I still don't know and her mom makes a really good point here. She says, it is utterly ridiculous to have a baby shower unless you're keeping this baby. Which, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. And then Lori says, if I end up keeping him, I will give his stuff to the family that adopts him. And then her mom says, oh my God, I'm sick of it. I'm at my wit's end. I don't want to be a part of any baby shower. And then she starts crying and she said, you need to be honest. Yeah. Well, that's what I was, when she's telling Lori, like, you need to be honest. That's when I'm like, well, what's Lori saying that we're not seeing that her mom is now accusing her of lying? Yeah. Yeah. I thought the exact same thing. Because if she's saying like, Lori needs to be honest, it's like, okay, so has Lori been saying like, I don't, I'm giving this baby up for adoption. I'm giving it to Jen and Brian. And then her friend comes over and she's like, well, Alexa wants to throw me a shower. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I actually, her mom made a really good point. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. 
Um, so her mom has her dad call Corey to get answers yeah. because her yeah. mom is just like totally really upset. upset. Yeah. And then her dad is on the phone. He goes, oh, that's great. And Corey has now decided he wants to do the open adoption. Yeah. And then they sit Lori down and tell her Corey is convinced that there is no way they can parent. Which, and, once again, this is so fucked up. Like, why is she hearing it from her parents? Like, why is this not something Yeah, like, he Corey didn't have the balls to tell her. Yeah. And then her dad says, I know this is tough for you. My heart goes out to you. I know what you want to do. And Lori just storms out. She said, just well, she says, you guys win this one. I'll give them up for adoption. And that's, I was like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That's and then good. the dad says, I'm sorry you're hurting. And then her mom says, this decision had to be made. I, I like literally transcribed the entire thing. And this scene. is, you know, she's like, afterwards, she's like, I'm not even mad at you guys. I'm mad at Corey. Because like when she says, it's very interesting because she's like, once again, with Lori having no agency and no plans on how she's going to parent, she was like just 100% relying on Corey letting her move in and then fully paying for everything for the two of them. And like, if it was like, if Corey was not going to be able to do this and she was not going to be able to parent and she's like, this is so unfair of Corey to change his mind like this. And it's like, yeah, once again, it just goes to show how little Lori has thought this out that like Corey saying no changes every single thing. Yeah. Um, and then before that though, like, she tells her dad and mom to call Jen and Brian because she does not want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then her mom says, this isn't the way I wanted you to come to this decision, which again comes to, well, she didn't really have a decision then. Yeah. And it's like, what did, like, why did you expect her to just be like, okay. Yeah. And then her dad says, school, life, it's all a struggle for you, Lori. Your mom helps you a lot just to get through every week, which like, okay, like, what does he mean by that? Exactly. This is where, this is where I'm really confused. Yeah. Like, is Lori really not able to take care of herself a lot? Because if that- Does she have learning disabilities? Is she developmentally delayed? Does she have a mental illness? Like, what is Like, if that's the case, if her mom is, like, really, like, really having to be active for a 17 year old kid like right by parenting standards usually by 17 like it's pretty hands-off like you check their like you check in like you have I I would assume like the idea like your 17 year old should be independent enough that they're really taking care of themselves in a lot of ways right because the idea is the next year they're going to go to college and live on their own and all of that so if Lori at 17 is like really unable to care for herself, to me, that adds another layer to her parents kind of forcing this because her mom's like, I already, like if it's a situation where her mom already is like, I have to do like make her food for her. Like I have to help her get dressed some days. Like I have to help her with all her homework. I don't know, but it didn't seem like she had a severe like signal. No, it didn't. But that's where I'm like confused because if she, if she really, like if her mom really does still have to spend a lot of time physically parenting her at 17, that definitely adds a layer to her parents being like, we cannot take care of this fucking baby. I really wish they would have expanded on that. Yeah. Because maybe like, I don't know, maybe she had, you're right. Like maybe she had some serious mental health issues and in the past, like couldn't even get out of bed type of situation. Yeah. And her mom yeah. just knows that, like, adding a baby to this means she's going to be caring for Lori and the baby. Yeah. 
And then oh. she says, Corey is done. This is my last option. Nothing is going to happen to change this. Corey doesn't want it so anymore, anymore so I'm done. Which, Which once goes again. to show, like, <laughs> once Corey gave up, she's like, okay, then it, we're doing adoption. Well, and she says, this is my last option. And I'm like, well, what was the first option for parenting? It seems like this seemed like your only plan and option. Yeah. And um, then in her voiceover, she said, without Corey or my parents' help, looks like open adoption is my only option. And it's the next day her and her mom are outside talking. This is so sad. And her mom says, facing reality is tough. <laughs> and Lori says that I am being forced into this because I have nowhere else to turn. Everyone says your opinion matters. Okay, so I decide against you. Where does that leave me? On the street or something? Her mom says, well, I think it was the best thing for this baby, but I don't want you to be emotionally scarred. And this next line, like, breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. Lori says, well, I'm going to be. The only thing about adoption, this is the only family that is blood related. This is the only person. I'm, it's not you. Everyone around me is making, or everyone around me is giving me to someone else. Wait, hold on. Because she words this really weird. Everyone is making me give him to somebody else and raise him. And that is why I said do it because I have to hold on, go on with him inside me, knowing when he comes out, he's not mine anymore. Mm. And her mom says, he's always going to be yours. And she's like, no, he's not. Which I thought was mature of Lori and not correct of her mom to be like, well, he's yeah, always like, be well, yours. you're going to be the biological mother. And Lori says, well, I was blindsided last night. Yeah, I ha this... was going on for months thinking I had another option, which, which <laughs> broke my heart for her. Yeah, and once again, I'm curious as to like if her parents would really refuse to let her live there. I'm curious as to why she didn't make any other options for herself and yeah. why she thought Corey would be reliable. Which makes me wonder if she actually did have a mental like delay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just seems like she doesn't have a good grasp on like, she seems very, very, very immature for a 17 year old. Yes, I agree. She presents a lot more like a 13 year old. I'll be honest. Like she is very immature and like the way she talks about things like yeah. her naivete. Yeah. A lot of it feels very, very immature to me. And I'm not saying like 17 year olds need to be full grown operating adults. But, like, she doesn't seem to have a real grasp on reality. No. And then she said, well, I certainly didn't tell Corey to say that. And she said, I know, I didn't say it was your fault. I'm pissed off at him. But, like, yeah, but her mom's still pushing the adoption. Yeah. I think Lori's so mixed up in the head. She's so confused. Yeah. And I'm then in her voiceover, she says, hearing the news from my parents last night, what, night was devastating. I need to hear from Corey what made him change his mind. Yeah, and Corey's like, well, I'm sorry, I just can't raise this kid. But then Jen and Brian call and say they can't adopt a baby. They don't yeah. have time to, like, get ready for a newborn before her due date. Which makes sense, because, like, they weren't in the adoption process. Like Exactly, like, that, and that makes me, like, wonder, like, did they ever really agree to adopt him or was this a big misunderstanding? Yeah. And Corey's so upset. He's like, I put my trust in them and they blew it. And this is what makes me, I'm like, did Corey talk to Jen and Brian? Did Corey meet Jen and Brian? Yeah. Like this is yeah, why I'm because confused. when they were taught like later on when 
uh, Lori and Corey are talking he's like well I don't like talking to people and I don't want to meet new people so like I was like okay well then did he meet Jen and Brian like I'm really confused about Jen and Brian yes I agree there's a lot left unsaid here yeah and Corey refuses to look at more profiles this is when we find out that he his friends are waiting for him at the bar yes <laughs> yes and she is like, Lori, though, is like, okay, well, I have to give this baby up for adoption. So this is when the adoption counselor comes over. And like I said, I really thought this adoption counselor was good because she asked Lori what her idea of adoption is. And she's like, well, I'd like to see the baby on holidays and on weekends. And I want to babysit him if they go out. And the counselor is like, Okay, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm not, like, she said, it's going to be really rare that that happens. Yeah, she said it's not impossible, which is true. It's not yeah. impossible. Um, I thought it was much better than Caitlin and Tyler's Dawn. Oh, my God. I was thinking the exact same thing. I thought that this counselor was very open and honest about, yeah, she basically she was, was like, realistic. She's like the two of you are going to have to build a relationship, and there are no guarantees. And yeah, and then she asks her what she wants it to be like at the hospital, and Lori says she doesn't want the family to be there and wants a date with him. And the social worker really validates yeah. Lori in this by saying, "You have to say hello before you say goodbye." That made me want to cry. Yeah, same. Um, so this is when she Corey gets a. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Corey comes over. This is actually the bar thing. And she's asking Corey what he wants. And Corey goes, I want to see him every other weekend. And it's like, Yeah, that what? was crazy. I was, and the look on Lori's face was like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's like said, what a dad um, custody schedule weekend? is. <laughs> <sighs> and so now Corey doesn't want to give the baby up for adoption anymore because he feels burnt by the Jen and Brian situation. It's like, Okay, but, like, you still can't raise this baby, so... Yeah, and she's like, well, I need you to be on board with this. I need you to, like, I want your input on picking a couple for this baby. And actually, after watching this scene, I went and talked to my husband, because my husband is actually a birth father. Oh. Um, after he, well, when he was in, high, like, when he was a teenager, he got his girlfriend pregnant, and, mm -hmm. you know, they were going to get do the abortion, but by the time she found out she was pregnant, it was too late in the Ooh. state to abort. Ooh, and they were tough. like, well, you can take her to this different state and they'll like, she can still do it. And they said, no, no, we'll just carry it to term. And her, like, she decided she wanted to do adoption and she was all on board. And I said, well, like, did you go through an agency? And he's like, yeah, we went through an agency. I said, was it religious? He said, I don't know if it was religious. Like she picked it out. She picked the family. I was on board with everything, but she was just like, no, we're not keeping this baby and made a plan herself. And he just went along with it. Yeah. No. I mean, I think that probably happens a lot. Yeah. Like, because the reality of the situation is that the dad, if he agrees to give the baby up for adoption, that's all his, you know what I mean? Like he's checked out, I think a lot of the times, like. Yeah, he doesn't regret it. He does wonder about his kid. He'll, he'll tell me. And like, you know, we're both very strong atheists now. And he said, you know, the family adopted him was very evangelical Christian. And I have some thoughts about that now. Mm -hmm. And the idea that my son may have voted for Trump, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's tough to sit with. <laughs> yeah. um, but like he knows that that was the best decision because he was just a kid and he ended up going on to have a like kind of bad drug addiction after this. So like he did make the best decision. He knows that. He just wonders about his kid. Yeah. Um, I know so- I'm getting off topic of this, but it's okay. Yeah, like, I, but this made me really wonder about, like, my husband's experience with when, you know, they were choosing a family. Yeah, I would guess for the most part, it's women, you know, it's the mother choosing the family. Yeah, but Lori really wanted to include Corey in this, and I think that yeah. was a good thing, honestly. Yeah, Um. so they, she has a couple that stands out, and her parents and her go and meet with them, and, you know, I did think it was kind of interesting that the parents, Lori was like, well, I want to be able to see him and get pictures. And, you know, I don't expect every week, but like, and the parents were like, well, you know, this is your child or his her parents, dad says, well, this right. is your child and anything you want to do in terms of contact, we would really appreciate. Which is not what Lori was saying, but is also the reality of the situation and yes. the parents were like, well, you know, we want you to have a relationship with the child and we could never imagine like the child not knowing about you, but they were we not doing a real disservice with our child saying, we don't know anything about your parent, like your birth parent, which is interesting because I think that's what Lori's parents did to her. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe not did, but like that's. I think they, it was a closed adoption, and well, it was a closed adoption. She doesn't know who her mom is, and she's yeah. always wondered about her mom. But I think they probably went through Catholic social services and paid a lot of money. Yes, um, I just thought it was. I mean, I don't know. They definitely were not agreeing for Lori to see the baby often. Like that was not. That was definitely not the agreement. Um, yeah. And I really wonder what her relationship with this couple looks like now. If yeah, she, I'm curious. How often she sees him. I'm, um, in her voiceover after she meets with them, she said, I really like these guys. I would think they, I think they would make really good parents. And I think Corey may like them too. Family wants to do a um, adoption ceremony. Which to was crazy. Occasion. And so that's crazy when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she said that she feels better about this decision. I also thought it was interesting that she didn't have a name for the baby. Yeah, they chose the name Aiden. So that to me is another signal that she maybe kind of always knew she was giving this baby up for adoption, that she like didn't give the baby a name. I mean, I know not everybody, like some people really don't have a name until the baby's born, but it, it didn't seem like she had given the baby a name or... So, I mean, it's kind of like Brianna, right? When she was pregnant with Stella, she already had her name yeah, picked yeah, out. Exactly. And she's like, let's do adoption. And that's like, I think having the name picked out is kind of a big indicator. It's like, well, you're already planning on parenting decisions, right? Like you're already planning on like giving this baby what you want to give it. So I think her not giving the baby a name was kind of like an indicator. Like, okay, she was really considering adoption. Yeah. And then at like the next scene, I thought this was really interesting that she's at the doctor's office and the doctor tells her that she's officially at term and she can go into labor at any time. Mm-hmm. And the doctor asked if she wants the baby to stay in the room with her throughout her whole hospitalization. And Lori says, yeah. And she said, well, like throughout the entire thing, that sounds really hard to me. Yeah. And 
her mom chimes in and says like physically and the doctor's like no emotionally because yeah. she's facing the child yeah which she probably it's like does her mom consider her emotions throughout this entire pregnancy that's what i wrote in my notes yeah i think that that okay i think that's where i land i think her parents kind of were correct in making her give the baby up for adoption. I think where her parents fucked up and her mom fucked up was that she didn't seem to care very much about Lori's emotions or what it would be like for Lori emotionally. And yeah, I th- and I really wish they would have, like I said in the beginning of this episode, that I really wish they would have chose adoption. I mean, sorry, I really wish they would have put her into therapy. Yeah, I think that they, I think that that is what makes me kind of like squigged out and like hard to be totally on her parents' side, even though I think that ultimately that this was the right choice. I wish that they had like validated Lori's feelings more and gave her more room to like feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, her due date passes and she has no contractions. After four days, the doctor calls and schedule schedules an induction. Yeah. And, and then she texts Corey. Yeah. Corey comes to the hospital and her mom is less than thrilled. Yeah. But I mean, he deserves, well, not nobody deserves to be there, but it was right for him to be there. And yeah. she has a pretty smooth birth. There's not that much to talk about. And the baby is born. The baby is big. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. I did. The baby was also beautiful. Yeah. That was um, a pretty baby. That he was. He had and huge Corey lips. starts tearing up and like once you know Corey gets to hold him Mm -hmm. I actually understood Corey's frustration in the scene me too like he's like having a moment with his (laughs) son and her her mom just keeps saying he's it's a lot of work it's a lot of work and I'm literally chanting in the background it's a lot of work it's a lot of work and it's like I get what her mom is trying to be once again, her mom was trying to take the emotions out of it because her mom was like, oh, they're going to fall in love with the baby and change their mind. So I need to remind them that it's too much work for them. It's too much work but for them. But just let him have a moment with his son. <laughs> let them have a moment. But I think her mom was, this is not me excusing her mom because I agree. Her mom really fucked up in that moment. I think her mom was so fucking scared that once they yeah. saw the baby, they were going to change their mind. And, and when so they she, saw how emotional he got, yeah. I think she was and, like, this is the way that I like, I fix this. But I think once again, it's like, this isn't really your life to fix. And I think that's a big part of this. It's like her parent, yes, Lori is 17 and Lori is a kid, but I think her parents were just giving her such little agency and Corey such little agency when the reality was it wasn't her parents' decision. It was Lori and Corey's decision and chanting, it's so much work, it's so much work, it's so much work in the background when Corey's trying to like absorb the fact that his baby was just born, he's giving the baby up for adoption and all of those emotions that you probably feel. It's like, just let them have that. Yeah. I agree. I actually understood like why he got so frustrated with her yeah. in that scene. And then the episode jumps to the next day and I got really confused about Me what too. Uh, um, I think we missed a huge fight off camera. Yeah. Um, Corey is yelling that Lori's mom said that he doesn't care about his son. Which I'm guessing, so he we don't see this. What I'm assuming is that when Lori's mom said that, Corey was like saying, I want to keep the baby. And Lori's mom was like, if you care about this baby, you will give him a better life. And that is fucked up to say, because like it, this is Corey's baby. Like 
Like, let them feel. Let them have emotions. Like, yeah, her mom exactly. is just so terrified that the emotions are going to take over and win over the rational side. And while I do understand that fear, once again, like, this is not your decision to make as much yeah. as you want it to be. And you need to back the fuck up and let them make their own choice. Exactly. And um, Lori says, my mom is hurt. And Corey says, well, no one else is. My family doesn't want to give him up. This and was interesting. This was really says, interesting. I'm sorry we, you don't have the same support that I have. Look at us. It's because of your dumb mom. She's been causing problems since day one. Okay, we need to talk about this because we don't know anything about Corey's family, which is pretty rare for 16 and pregnant. Yeah. Usually on 16 and pregnant, we meet the dad's I need family. More back on, for background on Corey. Right. Usually on 16 Pregnant, we meet the dad's family, or if we don't meet them, we get an explanation for why we don't meet them. I'm guessing the reason we don't meet his pa- parents is because he's a fucking adult, right? Yeah. And like, like he's like 22 and lives on his own and hasn't lived with his parents since he was 18. So like their opinion doesn't really matter because he's an adult. He's not a teen yeah. that lives at home. Um, Because usually when we do meet the other family, it's because of that, right? Because like yeah. we have to meet them because the parents have to get together and decide where the baby's going to live. And I think part of it is that like he's an adult so his parents are not involved in this conversation at all um but i i when he said that i was like okay so like are your parents gonna let Lori move in with her, them and like yeah, help that's her raise the baby thinking, like how much of a support will they be <laughs> like like if this wasn't an option for Lori to move in with your mom and like your mom would help her <laughs> like what do you mean when he's like, my family doesn't think I should. It's like, okay, so is your family going to like really step in or not? Because we don't know shit about them. And I, also I meant to say this earlier when Corey backed out, like after, you know, they made the plans to move in, she was pretty set on adoption after that. She's like, well, I better get good at the, with this because this mm-hmm. is going to happen. Because then when Corey flipped on her again and said, I want to keep the baby, she's like, no. Yeah. Yeah, I, you're, that's very true. When Corey flipped, Lori flipped. That I think you're very right. That as soon as Corey said he agreed to it, she was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, and she w- did not go down that road with him when he flipped again. Yeah. Which I was actually really proud of her for that. Me, me too. That's a good point. I didn't really think about that while I was watching, but I think you're very right. That, like, it, I think Lori – okay, once again – I think Lori knew in the back of her head, you know what I mean? Like in her deepest thoughts that she absolutely could not parent this baby on her own and that she really had no resources to do it. And she was kind of hoping that Corey would be like, okay, let's get back together and raise the baby together and live together. And when he said no to that, I think that was when she could like really be like, listen to that voice in her head and be like, okay, I can't raise this baby. Yeah. And then Corey pretty much has a breakdown after he says- Oh, wait. I need to interrupt you because I just had another thought. Okay. (laughs) I wonder if the- Okay. So she and Corey had been really fighting, right? And had one 16 pregnant started filming, they'd just gotten back on good terms and talking again. I'm wondering if early in the pregnancy, up until maybe 16 pregnant started, Corey was being such an asshole and he was totally out of the picture and Lori was being like- I'll give the baby up for adoption. Then Corey comes back around and plants the seed in her head, whether he did it on purpose or not, that we could be together and we could be a family. And I wonder if Lori kind of then being like, well, maybe I want a parent was actually Lori saying like, maybe I want to be with Corey. And like, maybe Corey will let us be together if I keep the baby. And then when he says like, well, you can live with me. She's like, okay, great. We're getting back together. Like, this is great. 
And yeah, that when, actually makes a lot of sense. And then when he said no, she was like, then was going back to like, so I wouldn't be surprised if for the first like five months, she's like, yeah, I'll give the baby up because I can't do this alone. And Corey doesn't want to have anything to do with me. Then Corey comes back in the picture and she's like, well, actually maybe I do want a parent. And like what she's really saying is like, Corey's going to let me move in and we're going to be together and raise and have our own family. And I think once she realized that wasn't an option, she's like, okay, I'm done. I'm, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I think that's a good scenario of what could have happened. Because it's kind of what we saw play out. Yeah. That fits into what happened in this episode for sure. And it could be why her parents were so annoyed. (laughs) Because probably he had a feeling that she was only doing this because she wanted to be with Corey. Yeah. Um, But after he says, like, your mom's been causing problems since day one in the delivery room Lori starts having a breakdown she said dad get him out get him out get him out mm-hmm. and Corey's wants to hold Aiden to say goodbye and Lori's <sighs> like no not while you're pissed off and she eventually lets him hold they him. like almost have a tug of war over the baby yeah like he's trying to physically take the baby out of her arms and she won't let him and I'm like Lori let him say goodbye to his baby yeah and she finally lets him hold him and he kisses him goodbye and says see you later and he hands him back and leaves the room and Lori's dad says what an asshole and I wrote in my notes he's not wrong yeah her dad was he goes oh this is a shitty day isn't it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know it seemed like her dad really validated her feelings a lot more than her mom did because anytime and I'm sure this is like her mom is very emotional and I bet Lori and her mom fight and like did you notice so he would come in and fix things, smooth things over. But I also noticed that her dad, and this would make sense if he was a doctor, that maybe he was working a lot because he's like, well, your mom has to do a lot for you. Yeah. So I'm wondering yeah. if he does, if the mom is like doing 90% of the parenting and the heavy lifting. And when you're doing that, it is easier for the other parent to be able to come in and validate the feelings and be the yeah. good parent and the good cop. And like sometimes, especially when it's like Lori's the mom, mom doing was this. definitely the bad cop for sure. Yeah, and because she probably had no other option because she was the one doing it seems like based on what her dad said, it was like her mom doing the majority of parenting. Yeah. And then in the voice in the voiceover, Lori says, If it's hard to watch Corey say goodbye, how am I going to do it? Yeah, I and didn't realize that's why she was crying. I was like, huh? Was she upset about watching Corey say goodbye? Yeah, I I don't know. That kind of confused me. And then it's the adoption ceremony, which I found to be very bizarre. Same. I found this whole thing to be very bizarre. I even bizarre. Googled it if this was a common thing. Like, I, okay, so they're all in like a, maybe like in the chapel, in the, the hospital, hospital, like yeah. a small room. They have folding chairs set up. There's like a bunch of people sitting there. It almost looks like they're set up like a wedding. And then yeah, like- they're taking a lot of pictures. And then Lori, I mean, maybe it was like the adoptive family's family. I was like, who are those people? I don't. And, and then Lori's standing with her parents and the adoption counselor, social worker, like gives this speech about how beautiful adoption is. And then they exchange roses with one another. And then Lori, yeah. like, I will say Lori looked kind of happy in this scene. She was, she was crying though, but her parent, did you notice her parents were kind of beaming? Like, they were like, oh, thank God. Yeah, they are like, let me just sign these fucking papers and she can't change her mind. Like, that's what was going on. And Lori gives the baby over. Um, 
obviously the parents are ecstatic that they have this baby. Yeah, um, and have you noticed they didn't give out their names in this episode, which I thought was good. Oh, you're right. You're right. They didn't say their names once. I didn't notice um, when that. they met with them at the restaurant, I think the description said adoptive couple. Interesting. I wonder how they like struck up that deal. Like, yeah, we'll be on camera, but we'd rather you not use our names. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. So they give, she gives the baby and this is when her mom says this is the best of both worlds. And I was like, or like, she's like, you know, or what does she say? Yeah. She said, I have to, and Lori's like, I have to remind myself that saying goodbye is only temporary. And I'm like, is it, I, I, okay. I think that might not be the best mind frame because, but maybe it was for Lori because maybe Lori really didn't actually want a parent and she just wanted to be able to see the baby sometimes. Yeah. Um, because the idea that like the goodbye is temporary, it's like, well, it's not really because you are saying goodbye to like the whole idea of motherhood <laughs> and yeah, that's like, very permanent. Yeah, like your rights and they could like sever like any yeah. relationship. Well, and even if they are very open, the reality is, is like that's no longer your child that you have any rights to and yeah. any, like you are no longer parenting right? Like you are saying goodbye to the option to parent. Um, this is when she says, I do wish my parents had to try the, hadn't pushed the adoption so hard. And it's, yeah. Like during her final thought, she said, you know, I wish my parents didn't push the adoption so hard. And then they do a clip to her mom said that saying that she was really panicking, but all those fears are gone. Once again, I go back to just feeling so confused that like, I guess my question is here, like, did the ends justify the means or did the means justify the end? Is that what it is? Um, where yeah. I agree that Lori was not fit to parent. At, I think even if Lori's parents had been so supportive and over the moon and like had set up a nursery and was like, you're going to parent, it still would have been her parents that had to take care of that baby. Like, I do not think Lori was fit to parent. Honestly, um, I feel like this episode was harder for me to watch than Caitlin and Tyler's episode. Because, like, yes, it was the, like, best possible outcome, but Lori really had no one validating her. Like, yeah. Caitlin and Tyler had each other, and then they had Kim. Yeah. Even though Butch and April were, like... Well, and like, also, Caitlin and Tyler were making the choice. Exactly. And Lori was not, but once again, Lori didn't give herself other choices. Exactly. And then Ashley Salazar, like her mom really wanted her to do adoption, but at the end of the day- Well, Ashley's mom wanted her to get an abortion, I think, at the very beginning. Yeah, but you could tell that her mom, at the end of the day, wanted Ashley to do what was best for Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean- Oh, it's just, it's really... It's a very complicated episode, and I see it from all different directions, and I really... I could argue either direction. I I do think that the, the, the thing that I'm left with is a philosophical question, is that, like, I agree that adoption was essentially the only option here, but do I agree with how they got Lori to do it? Same, same. And then she said after that she wishes that her parents didn't push her so hard. She said, I wish I would have taken it more seriously in the beginning. And I was like, no shit. I was confused. I was curious as to what she meant by that because she said to not wait until I was four or five months along. I'm like, I wonder well, what, at what point in the pregnancy did she tell her parents? 
Like, does That's she? That's a good question. Now? How far along was she when she told her parents? How far far along was she when she realized it? And what does she mean when she says like, I didn't start even thinking about it till I was four or five months pregnant? Like, yeah, I'm very curious. But she also says that she feels like giving the baby up for adoption was a fresh start and they show her having fun with her friends and she's back. Yeah, and it was the best decision for Aiden. Yeah. Um, and then she talks about her adoptive mother and she said, you know, I don't know why my mom chose adoption and she, but she must've felt like she couldn't do it. And she understands firsthand of what that feels like now. And she said, I wanted to parent more than anything. And I still do one day. I will be a mom. That is for sure. And that's the end of the episode. Lori, it's, it's really, I just like, oh, this was, first of all, as far as 16, preg- 16 and pregnants go, this might be one of the best episodes. Because yeah. it actually gives you something to chew on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it actually yeah. like challenges, like as silly as this may sound because it's 16 and pregnant, like this actually kind of challenged some of like my fill, my fill, uh, philosophies and like, thoughts on like everything because you're like well where do I fall on this like I don't know when I was first watching this I was so mad at her parents but then after like when we I agreed to recap this episode for you and I took notes and I watched the episode a few times I was just like wow like I really don't know like this isn't black and white it really isn't and once again (laughs) I just want to encourage everyone to raise your children (laughs) in a pro-choice home and let yeah. your children from the beginning know it's an option that they don't have to make the choice between parenting and adoption because they yeah. can actually make the choice to do neither of those things early on. And I, I just, I understand that that wasn't an option for Lori's family because they're religious and I'm not going to sit here and bash that. I don't think that's productive to anybody and Thanks. everybody gets to have their own beliefs, but yeah. I just find, I I find that the idea that Lori was going to have such extensive trauma, no matter what decision she made, to just be so depressing. Did you see an update the Ashley did on her in like 2013, how she went to a, live in a transitional home um, in West Virginia? No. Uh, and I Googled the place because I'm a psychopath. And it said uh, that it helps young adults transition to adulthood. And they, she was in a promotional video for this like agency or this transitional home. And she said, you know, after the adoption, I got very depressed. I couldn't function. I had no desire to do anything. Oh my God. Yeah. And she said, me and my mom were fighting a lot. So, okay. I have a theory Mm -hmm. because on the reunion and the like, where are they now specials? Mm -hmm. She was like looking all happy. Like this was the best decision. I'm so happy with this decision. And then she, they did MTV did an adoption special and she didn't participate in that. It was just. And I think she was like, no, I'm not going on camera and faking being happy about this adoption. I mean, like that video made me like, think oh god that's really sad for me to hear that makes me really feel very sad but once again like okay so let's say she kept it and like her parents had given her support like what would that have looked like really I don't know and like that like makes me question like what does her life look like now with the two kids that she has and there really isn't that much update on Lori like she has done a really good job of staying off social media 
which is rude to us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, I like kind of like understand because I probably wouldn't want it. Yeah. I don't blame you. Lily, thank you so much for doing this episode with me. I'm so glad to get a good 16 and pregnant episode and like actually get to have like really challenge myself on like what I think and it, it I'm still I'm walking away from this episode unsure which I think everybody who listens to this knows is unusual for me yeah thank you so much for having me on and agreeing to recap this episode thank you so 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 much and I'll talk to you guys soon bye, bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.